Hi, welcome back to Out of Curiosity. This is our podcast where we are seeking biblical clarity for modern questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Garland. And uh, we're excited to be back. Uh, since our last recording, we've gotten lots of great questions and good conversations that have come out of the podcast, and we're, we're excited to jump back into some more uh, great questions. And this one is, is really fun for me um, ever since when I was in elementary school. And got to see, like, I remember it was a big deal when I got to see my first kind of grown-up scary movie, and that was Jurassic Park in 1994. And that... Great movie. Great movie. So Jurassic Park kind of sparked my passion for both dinosaurs and Jeff Goldblum. And so I remember I was, being the nerd that I am, um, I got the little dinosaur encyclopedia and would learn all the types of dinosaurs and learned where their skeletons were found and which dinosaurs were in what part of the world. And so I had a pretty great childlike fascination with dinosaurs. And for Christians, dinosaurs, I think, create um, both this wonder and awe that our creator would make such fantastic creatures that seem to us the stuff of science fiction. We know these things actually walk the earth, which is pretty incredible. But it also creates a challenge for understanding how their timeline, based on what we know from science, fits with the timeline we get in the scripture. So I think that's the question we'd love to throw out there. Just how do we put dinosaurs in the biblical story? Yeah, just two things real fast. First, I really want to make fun of you for your uh, dinosaur What'd you call it? A dictionary? What Encyclopedia. I still yeah, have it. It's but the problem is, still. I did the same exact thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love dinosaurs. Yes, and then second of all, Jeff Goldblum is a great actor. He's One of the best actors actor. of our time. I'm glad you mentioned him. Um, yeah, so we, we will be referring to a podcast, uh, episode seven, where we talked about how Christians view the creation of this universe and our world. And just to summarize real quickly, we walked through several views. Uh, we talked about two views that we would say don't fit the biblical narrative at all. We called one atheistic naturalism. Uh, and so essentially the view that uh, there's only a naturalistic explanation for everything. There is no God in the equation. And uh, evolution seems to be the explanation for how uh, life came onto this earth and how humans and including dinosaurs came on this earth. And so the second one we talked about was called deism. And that was essentially take atheistic naturalism and add God at the beginning who kind of gave the universe and the earth a push and got out of the way. And we talked about both of those not not lining up with the biblical account. Then we walk through several views that we would say Christians can hold on the view of the origin of the universe. We talked about day-age theory, which is essentially that the days in Genesis 1 represent geological eras or ages, that they are uh, they could be long amounts of time, and so that would be the day-age theory, six days, quote-unquote, and those days are long periods of time. The second view we talked about, uh, we called the, for the sake of argument or the polemic view, some call it the mythological view, and this is the view that Moses is taking an Egyptian story, an Egyptian mythology, and making key distinctions between Egypt's gods and Yahweh to, to teach us theology about Yahweh. In that view, Genesis doesn't really line up literally with, with much of anything. We're not expecting it to. Moses is adopting a story from his culture and making key distinctive points about Yahweh, the God of the Bible. The third view we talked about was the historical creation view. This is the view that God made everything in the universe in day uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God made everything. And that period where God made everything could be short, it could be long. And then after a period of time, God in six literal days set up the covenant land for covenant 
people. And then the last view we talked about was what we called young earth. Now we're distinguishing the young earth view, all these other views that we just walked through day age, the polemic view, the uh, historical creation view, all of those could take the earth as being very, very old or very, very young. They're not that concerned. So the earth, our earth could be millions or billions of years old. We might call those Christian views that have an older understanding of our earth. And then this last view is the young earth view, that what we have in Genesis is six literal days that the universe began on day one. And so from the, the time that God began creation to the time that humans and animals were on the earth was six literal days, like 24 hour periods. And uh, we said last time, we feel like a lot of Christians growing up in the South, myself included, felt like that's the Christian view and any other view means you're uh, basically compromising and don't have any guts to be a real Christian. And so we were trying in this last episode to uh, kind of give just a little bit more of the lay of the land. And uh, now with that as our backdrop, there's a secondary big question. Here's the big question. Uh, we talked about it last time, we called it theistic evolution. Uh, can the Bible present God as directing or guiding evolution to accomplish his purposes? And that's a secondary question that we could, we could say yes in those first views we talked about, day, age, the mythology or polemic view, and the historical creation view. You could say yes to that question, God directed evolution in those three. And some would say yes, and some would say no that hold those views. In the young earth view, the answer is going to be decidedly no. Now, let's go put dinosaurs in this context. Does that, does that work for yeah, you? Yeah, that's good. So if we, if we take those views, uh, the Christian views, then when we place dinosaurs in those views, what we're going to see is the, the older earth Christian views that we talked about, day, age, historical, and polemic. They, ha they could place dinosaurs uh, in the millions of years ago range, way before humans. They could place dinosaurs more recent to humans, and if science were to change their perspective on what happened with the dinosaurs, they would have no problem adjusting to what the scientific theory is. They're not all that concerned with placing dinosaurs really, really, really close or on the same day as humans. So in that view, if your kid asks you, what about the dinosaurs? Which my kids are asking me that question. What about the dinosaurs? If you were holding to a historical creation view, let's say, then the answer would be, God, in the beginning, made everything. He made the sun. He made the distant stars. He made the galaxies. He made our earth. He put species on this earth. And it's one of those species he created were called dinosaurs. They lived on this earth. And whether it was a meteor, whether they evolved, whatever might have happened, they had a, they had a time on the earth and they're gone. And therefore, his glory, we get to look at them. In a historical creation, we answer the question that way. The other view is the day-age theory. And so day six in Genesis, the day that the, the, the animals and humans were made, that day, quote-unquote, could actually be millions of years. And at some point in day six, God made dinosaurs, this period of a long uh, millions of years, and dinosaurs had their reign. And whatever the explanation for when they, why they left the earth or why they didn't continue as a species, God has his reason. And later on in day six, he made humans. If you're talking about the polemic view, then Moses isn't even talking about dinosaurs at all. He's talking about the Egyptian story and comparing it with Yahweh and whatever you want to go. Dinosaurs, if the, if the, current scientific theory that they existed millions of years ago is right. Great. Whatever. The answer is going to be Moses isn't even interested in talking about that. So the dinosaurs uh, could have existed a long time ago near. If you're approaching this from the young earth view, then the answer is going to be what happened to the dinosaurs? They were created on day six and humans were created on day six. 
And there was a period on this earth when dinosaurs and humans were roaming the earth together. And they're going to then have to have an explanation what happened here. And uh, the watershed moment for the young earth creation uh, theory holder would be the flood. You want to help make sense of that? Yeah. So basically there are a couple observations that people who hold a young earth view will make when they're trying to put dinosaurs in the story. The first is from an anthropological point of view, they'll note that every human culture um, spread out across the world has a dragon myth. Um, that's, that's a part of all these stories that humans seem to have some fear of a giant terrifying lizard. Right. And so they think that that's a, a pretty interesting feature that all humans have that idea, which they would see as evidence that humans have seen a giant terrifying lizard at some point in their history. So that would be one argument they would put out there that there seems to be some anthropological evidence that humans have seen dinosaurs. And then the second argument they would make is that in, in uh, response to the geological record, the fossil record, that the flood would be a universal worldwide flood can explain the fossil record that might look to us like millions of years. Something that catastrophic would have reshaped the earth in such a way that we now would have the fossil record we have today. So if there was a global flood, we expect to see lots of dead animals layered in sediment layers in the earth. Exactly. And if the assumption is this must have taken millions of years, then that can't be true. But if this is the assumption is this was a lot of water in a short amount of time, then we would expect to see lots of dead things in sediment layers. And that's how yep. the theory goes. That's how they would explain it. So we hope that as we as we answer this, so my kids ask about dinosaurs. Uh, there's movies made about dinosaurs. There's cartoons made about dinosaurs, and we seem to all love dinosaurs. And as we as we think about them, we want to give uh, all of us an ability, maybe to think biblically, mm -hmm. but also to see these these things that God made for His glory, these mm -hmm. creatures for His glory, and be able to think rightly about them. We hope this is helpful in kind of directing. Christians to understand exactly what we think the Bible says and doesn't say. Yeah, one more question on that as far as placing dinosaurs in the biblical story. Another uh, question that people raise a lot are some of these mythological creatures in the Bible. So Leviathan, this terrifying lizard in the water, the great sea monster of the deep, behemoth, all of these, these kind of really large terrifying creatures. A lot of people see dinosaurs there. Uh, what would right. you say to that? My kind of simple short answer is I think we can make too much of that. Okay. Um, and so to talk about large creatures in the ocean, well, we have large creatures in the ocean today that mm -hmm. are not dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, scientists may think they've evolved from dinosaurs, but we have large creatures today that are in the ocean and that yeah. are on the land that a Hebrew writer, an ancient person might write as a monster. Yeah. And so if I saw a crocodile in person or a great white shark in person in, in a body of water, I would think that is a monster. Sure. And I would probably call it a monster. And so uh, sometimes I think we can make too much of that. I don't think the biblical writers are making a, uh, a theory of dinosaurs and their place in the world when they're writing that kind of language in, say, Job. And right. so... Which is poetry uh, in context. Poetry, so you're getting figurative right. language. So jo Job is trying to explain that God is more powerful and is in control of the most powerful things on the earth. Yep. And so to, to, to make that a theory of dinosaurs, I think would be stretching the, the point the author's making a little beyond its bounds. Uh, and so that, I, I, don't, I don't worry too much about that. Cool. So, yeah, so possibly dinosaurs, sure, but yeah. possibly not. No, what, you're not really going to marshal that as evidence one way or the other. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think this has been really helpful um, so to really set us up to understand that when we're thinking about this, we can enjoy the, the fun of studying God's creation 
and seeing these creatures um, and and know that there are ways to fit it with really any creation view we were to hold. There's a way to, to put that story together so we don't have to, to be worried about that, but rather confident to enjoy studying God's creation there. Yeah, we could wonder about dinosaurs and, and think they're really cool and not feel like we're somehow being dishonorable to God. Very cool. So That's helpful. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. It's out, out of curiosity, and we'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Out of Curiosity. Today, we discussed what happened to the dinosaurs. If you want to dig deeper into this topic, we suggest you check out Genesis chapter 1 and Understanding Scientific Theory of Origins by Bishop, Funk, Lewis, Mosier, and Walton. If you want to send a question in or contact us, go to oocuriosity.com and follow us on Instagram at oocuriosity. Be sure to subscribe to keep up with future episodes.